and go. There. You wait, you wait, you wait. You get your answer. Not what you wanted. Moving for money. Would your salary increase? Delta Module 1 results are in. And wait for it. Is there something else uh, I could be doing with my time? Air quality and workouts. Oof, outside today, so back indoors with the medicine ball. Now, what about those Chinese studies? How are they going? Folks, Friday, February 17th, 2023. I'm Stephen Sersky. Hope you are doing well. And uh, it is a weekend for you and not for me. Tomorrow I work again. It is busy time. It's just crazy busy. Um, not a bad thing at all. I, I was thinking about this because with all the um, sort of, as long, if work is busy, it gives you a schedule to your day, right? Now, I, as you may be aware here, I have a lot of ambitions and a lot of different projects that keep me very occupied, least of all, uh, which include working out twice a day on some days if I can. When I was had no, like, with very little work coming through the pipeline, I was working out quite a bit. But now, lots of work, I'm not working out so much, and also my other projects are uh, sort of suffering a little bit, or they're not seeing the same amount of progress. Now, how can I make myself a little bit more effective and efficient in deploying some of these things. So I've been thinking about that lately um, and sort of, and with all of that, not just with the job, but then all these projects that I'm working on moving towards like, what skills do I need to develop? What sort of knowledge base do I need to build? And how do I go about doing this? And what's my timeline? Like how, what's the realistic timeline? What's my optimal timeline? And in wh- how, when can I sort of give up, right? Like that, when's your give up point, basically, is what was going to come down to. Um, and so what's, Steve, what are you talking about? You said Delta, how how to go? Well, I failed. So module one, <laughs> I was actually thinking when I got this, and they don't, not like the HSK test uh, that uh, I also failed last year. Uh, this one, it was one, it wasn't even a sentence of explanation. It said my name, uh, Norwich, uh, with the city, I guess, and then fail. And it was just like, okay, thanks. <laughs> no analysis, no nothing, no, but nothing. I mean, I, this is typical of uh, of Cambridge. They're very sort of staunch when it comes to. Uh, um, or stingy, I should say, when they, when it comes to sort of explaining why something isn't right uh, or why why the score is the way it is. Now, I'm not going to argue this score. Uh, I guess my, my the idea the, the, in my mind, if I'm not if I don't know enough that without a doubt I could be convincingly uh, that I can convince as a pass or as a merit or whatever then then I failed, basically. So it's not so much perfection, it's that obviously I didn't know what I was talking about because there's some doubt as to whether or not I did pass, right? Unless they completely botched up my name and switched the paper somehow, which I there was five of us in the room. I don't, I don't know how they could do that, but maybe, who knows? Maybe it was the coronavirus. Not, there's no one else to blame. I mean, I guess the biggest worry for me with this thing is that for all of the work that I put into it, that I thought I was on the right track, and then this is the result. <laughs> like, uh, I remember one guy coming out of the exam, he's like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't get to that part. I'm like, you, what? You mean the one with the most marks you didn't get to? I remember talking about this. 
and thinking like, holy, that's the one I started with. But the, these were also ones, these questions where I was like, yeah, I filled all the papers and everything. Now, to be fair, I'm thinking back, paper one, it was like task three or task four, where it was asking you to analyze some of the grammar points. And I knew my grammar wasn't the strongest going into it. And it, during the paper, during the exam, I had left quite a bit of white space so I could fill it in. And I remember thinking, like, there, there wasn't, I wasn't saying very much about the different constituents. So this is something I'm going to have to go forward and sort of address if I retake. Uh, you can retake the test. It's, it'll cost another $200 Canadian to take the test. I think there's a, I'm not sure how much the center fee as well, because they need to pay someone to play on their cell phone while you uh, break your hand writing for three hours straight. Um, I guess, yeah, I'm disappointed by this. I'm a little bit surprised because I did fill up the three hours with like what I thought was stuff, but I guess the same that I thought with the HSK-5 test where I was like, oh, look at my gorgeous Chinese writing. It just came out as a 43% fail there. So, I mean, the story of 2022 was that I failed. Now, I actually want to find a third thing that I failed in. Because in that way, it would complete the circle. I wouldn't feel like there's sort of a, uh, like a, a lingering trifecta that has to be completed. There, I, so, so my concern here is that if I go ahead, so this Delta thing uh, course takes three modules, right? I just failed module one. Module two, I probably won't do in China. Module three starts in March and runs until June. Now, the retest date for this module one is in June. And I'm thinking, well, what if I did module thing, three? Can I do module three without module one? In theory, yes, you can. Yes, it, it, But if you are going to be doing both of them at the same time, I think that's where um, it becomes like, why would you do that? Like, that, that, that that's where the, the pushback becomes. And I'm like, I don't, this is, this has derailed my plans. Not like, HSK five, whereas like it doesn't matter the my job, the my next placement, nothing, nothing is contingent on a pass mark in the HSK five exam. But with the Delta exam, Delta module one, this now pushes me back. Is it three months? No, I I could try to do it. Delta Delta module one and three at the same time, and they, they I mean it's same idea anyway. Delta module one is your theory of ELT, of English language teaching, and of second language SL, uh, uh, second language acquisition. It, all of that theory will be used in module three to create, and module three is the creation of a unique syllabus, a 20 hour, is it a 20 hour or 20, yes, I guess it's a 20 hour um, course that you're supposed to develop. I guess most people only go on to module three if they've completed module one. I don't know anybody who was do like actually I don't even know if anyone was successful in retaking the test last year out of all the people that I know who took it. I don't know to tell you the truth. I actually didn't even check. I didn't. I, I mean, never did follow up with them. Oh well. Uh, but that being the case, a little bit surprised. Uh, what did I do wrong? Okay, so three things that I sort of uh, can think about of what might have gone wrong. Number one, I just didn't know what I was talking about. Like for all the studies and all of the practice exams that I did, I just didn't know what I was doing. Number two, my writing sucked. That 
my writing has been likened to uh, ECG readouts, sort of things like uh, EKG, EKG readouts, things like that, where, you know, the little scribbles, like uh, Richter scale sort of stuff. I mean, it's, uh, most people probably would look at it and go, maybe you should print, <laughs> right? Uh, number three, it's either uh, that I was trying to organize the information at the beginning of the exam and I stopped that organization because it was just messing me up and so as a result it became very disorganized in the first part now the first part the first two tasks are only definition so that's um, correction sorry the first task that I did was task number five and I tried to organize it in a way that I was skipping every second line and it was throwing me off so I stopped doing that so it was very disorganized my first page or two of the uh, the exam Maybe that had something to do with it. Was it my organization? Uh, or was it a combination of all three? Couldn't read my writing. Organization sucked. And I just didn't have enough um, knowledge. That I didn't show enough of the things that I knew on paper. I was just talking to, actually I was talking to Denny today and he heard that I told him I failed. He's like, just do it again. <laughs> if you're still in the ESL industry in five to 10 years, do it again anyway. It doesn't matter. Just get that cert- certificate because get that diploma if you stay on in this industry and you even think of ever leaving China, that thing will be that much more worth it. It will open up that many more doors. So I'm like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right, I guess. Um, but going forward, like in terms of uh, what I need to fix on, uh, work on is those three things. Um, he was saying that uh, one of the, looking at the Delta, it could have been that, you what you were saying was right but that it wasn't seen to be right right so the the idea being that if you're not and this is actually a common this is a known issue for candidates of this exam that they can explain what's going on but they don't use the terminology and so if you don't use the terminology and wave about and name drop and term- terminology drop and everything, you know, it, then they're going to assume that you don't know what you're talking about. It's actually, they don't assume that you don't know what you're talking about. It's that you don't know the terminology, right? You don't know how to talk in the lingo that is the ESL industry. And so that that could have been, actually, if I would, to re- I would add that to the list, number four, right? That would be it. So organization, knowledge, uh, writing, and talking the lingo, talking talking the uh, talking the talk, basically. Not uncommon for people to fail. Uh, forty. I've heard different numbers. I've heard anywhere from thirty to forty to sixty percent of the people fail. Uh, I guess, or, well, I don't know if it's sixty percent of people fail, but thirty to forty people percent of the people fail this exam. So it means if there's six hundred people taking the exam, two hundred fail, right? And you're going. Uh, that's a substantial number. <laughs> like <laughs> that's a, that's a chunk of people taking uh, you know paying monies and paying preparation fees and stuff like that and uh, not having anything to show for it except for quote unquote experience a learning experience. Give me the diploma. Give me the module certificate, not the experience. But yeah, so this is I guess. Do I do a retest? Do I do the, Do I carry on with this? The question is like, what if I took the time and the money? most of the time, and put it into something else, right? Because I did spend three months, September, October, November, uh, to working on this thing, like my weekends, 
were swallowed up by this thing. But I was reading, I mean, don't get me wrong, I kind of liked reading English. It was, it was nice uh, to read English and not Chinese. And I'm looking at this now going, you know, if I'm going to do this HSK-5 test, well, I'm not going to get it done in March because, first of all, the sign-up is like this week sometime. So that's out of the question, which means if I want to do all the exams that I want to do, the HSK-5, Delta Module 1, and Delta Module 3 in the next six months. That's, seriously? Like, how insane are you? Do you think you could actually pull it off? I actually think I could pull it off, but my optimism has trumped me before, as is seen by last year's exam results. And I don't want to go through another failure of Delta Module 1 or Module 3. They say you can take it as many times as you want. I don't know anybody, no one writes about the second, no one writes about the third or fourth time. Let's put it that way. I haven't seen that. First time I've seen people fail. Second time, uh, you see people pass finally. Uh, but the third time, you don't hear about those too much, I guess. Those don't show up in the Google search results. Let's put it that way. Uh, some of the sites out there have said that the module one, although it's a three-month preparation course, there have been enough people that have said, take your time. Just spend the time. You don't have to rush. And I remember thinking, should I defer in, in December? Should I have just deferred it? And that probably would have been a good idea. Hindsight's 40-40, doesn't matter. Pick a number. Hindsight's always better than foresight. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, I wanted to get it over with. Basically, I didn't care. I just wanted to get it done. I wanted to write it. Uh, and much like with the HSK-5 test last year, I wanted to go through the gauntlet. I wanted to try it out. I wanted to see what would happen. And you failed. I found out what was going to happen. So there you go. So Delta Module 1 failed. Uh, should I move on to Module 3 anyway? Good question. Uh, when should I retest? Should I do it in June or December? That's the thing. It only happens twice a year. And this is, So now you got to plan six months in advance. And this is what really bothers me about it. I'm like... I don't know where I'm going to be in six months. I'm probably still in China, but 12 months or 10 months from now, I don't know. I could be anywhere. I was kind of planning to be in Thailand for a little bit, you know. That's, a, that's a, sort of the idea. In all, in all consolation, I mean, if you really want, uh, on a small scale, this, it seems like a big deal, but, it, you know, small scale, maybe. Elon Musk has had his rockets blow up in front of him. <laughs> oh, shit, that goes another $40 million. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> TV networks have pilot episodes and TV shows that fly for a little while and they crash and burn too. I mean, that happens. Uh, YouTube channels are vigorously posted to for a year and then they stop and they're left there and the password's forgotten and never resuscitated. So it's not so much the fit. Yeah, no, it is the failure. It's bothering me. It's like, damn it. Bloody hell. <laughs> Come on. I just want this thing out of it. I guess that's the big thing. I, I wanted to be done it. I didn't want to have to think about it again. And now I have to think about thinking about it again. Ugh, damn it. Uh, I guess the grammar, I got to know it. The methodologies, uh, I got to know it. Uh, and I got to practice using the terminology um, to, uh, to talk the talk. Uh, I'm surprised. Again, I am actually a little bit surprised that I didn't uh, uh, pass. But... Uh, Again, if there's if there's even a shred of a doubt, then that means I didn't know enough, basically. Air quality and workouts. So today I did manage to get my uh, both workouts in uh, afternoon. I, I did not go for my run, though. 
and uh, I was looking outside, and as the uh, day progressed, uh, the air quality seemed to get worse and worse. So I was like, all right, well, I won't do that then. I won't go outside for my four. I won't push this one. So I revisited an old um, uh, workout that I've, I haven't done in probably over a year. It's this indoor medicine ball workout that I used to do. Um, I think it was Wednesday afternoons that I used to do this. So this is like eight rounds, um, 45 seconds on, 15 seconds off, and uh, various medicine ball exercises. Like uh, not, I wouldn't be slamming it, but I would be going through the motion of slamming it. And if you've ever slammed a medicine ball, you know, you, that's, that feels good. You're slamming bars. Good stuff. But if you don't and you hold on to it and you squeeze at the end, like don't let that the slam ball, don't let the medicine ball hit the ground, but stop it with your hands, you feel it a whole lot more in your entire body. When you slam the medicine ball, that's different. That you can work on for explosive force. But on holding the medicine ball after going through the motion of slamming it, you are now straining your system in a whole new way. I encourage you to try it. You don't even need a medicine ball. Try it with a water bottle. Grip it hard and try to slam it, but don't let it hit the ground. You'll feel it. Uh, but I did manage to get that in at uh, lunch. And uh, as you know, I normally do my pull-up, uh, the the Murph workout, the CrossFit workout that I didn't. So I didn't do the run. I ended up doing five rounds of 10 pull-ups, 20 push-ups, and 30 squats. So that was, I, I squeezed that all in within 50, 55 minutes at lunchtime. It was a bit of a bit tight, but uh, managed to get it all in. Uh, and uh, there you go. I did, I slammed the balls really hard and I managed to get it all in within 55 minutes. <laughs> Childish humor, teenage humor. That's what it is, isn't it? But uh, yeah, the, so anyway, I'm happy that I got it in. And then uh, same with uh, the workout afterwards, nice and slow and steady. Uh, we did go extended time for work today because uh, I don't know why, actually. And it seems it's going to be like that for the next couple of months, which is ugh, another little concern about having to do um, these Delta modules. Like, what if I just didn't do it this year? Uh, you know, if I, if I don't do it, then it's going to sit in the back of my head. And even worst of all, People are going to ask me about it. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't need education. I'm smart enough. Right, right, right. <sighs> hmm. Something to consider. But workouts did. Workouts done. And uh, actually, I just recorded another episode with uh, Denny, who's now in uh, uh, Kenya again. Not again. For the first time. We were talking about that. He's in a war zone. Almost, Chabadwa. Uh, not exactly the safest place to be sort of thing. Interesting to hear his uh, experiences, but I'm going to have that up on the uh, uh, the language learning po- uh, YouTube channel. And yes, I am thinking about creating that into a language podcast. Not just with Denny, but also all the other little geeky language stuff that I, I do uh, that I sort of picked up along the, li- along the ways of all the, the different attempts of being... I don't want to say polyglot. I'm a multilingual language speaker, a multi-language speaker, a speaker of many languages, a student of many languages. How's that? There you go. Is that the third failure? I've never actually learned another language. How's that? How's that? There's your three failures. <laughs> oh, what happy news to go into Friday with, right? Well, 
at least it's the weekend, and I have a whole new day of work to look forward to tomorrow. It's not that bad. I actually, one of the things I'll tell you I look forward to, uh, I, I, I still do this intermittent fasting thing. Uh, so as much as uh, I do look forward to eating, I do actually look forward to having a glass of milk. That's the, uh, it's one of the first things I eat because I found that my stomach takes it a lot better after an extended period of uh, not eating for a while. So after like, not just 12, 14, 15 hours of not eating, a glass of milk seems to help prepare my body for food. And then after that, I'll start eating solids again, <laughs> like a baby. There you go. Uh, but uh, I also look forward to my coffee because I, I do try to get some good coffee. And it's one of the things that you, you can be late, you can be tired, uh, you could be like, you could have failed your Delta module, but if you have a good cup of coffee in the morning, I have found that I'm like, there you go. That's no, this cannot go bad. <laughs> like it, now, if I have bad coffee, then it's like, why did I even show up today? I just make another cup, right? All right, folks, I'm going to leave it there. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Hope you learned something. Uh, don't commiserate with me with the module one. I honestly, I want to say I don't care. Of course I care. Uh, I'm going to probably redo it. It's uh, as, as Danny was saying, he's like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> he didn't even hesitate in responding. I just go ahead. Uh, so it's a matter of time. Uh, and then also a matter of um, figuring out the best sort of attack plan. Do I do module one and three at the same time? Or do I separate them? Do I delay those plans? What's what's the attack plan? And how what what do I need to work on? I guess is the the big thing. Those three things, the four things that I was sort of uh, talking about already. So methodologies and grammar are probably the big things, which is you know not a bad thing as an educator, especially if I'm going to be popping up uh, YouTube videos and stuff like that. Um, might be helpful for me to go through it, but also uh, make it a lot easier for other people to uh, see it as well. All right, show notes, tracks up on my website stevensersky.com. Didn't talk about those Chinese studies, but I'll tell you. It is something I'm thinking about uh, with this module one. Now I have failed that module three. If I have to do that, how am I going to fit in more of HSK five? All that being said, it is getting easier to read. Thanks for listening, folks. Have a great weekend. We'll talk again. Bye bye.